What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for February 2nd, 2018. It's already February. You know what that means. It's Bayonetta Month. Woo! Yes! Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, that retro code. <laughs> Bayonetta 2 in a few more weeks. I cannot wait. Hi, everybody. Woo! Two weeks. Two weeks from... T- by the time the show posts, two weeks from today. Woo! So excited. Oh, it's gonna be payday. All right, I get so excited. Ooh, yeah. Bow. I'm just, I'm having a good day. I feel, I feel good about today, Ed. I feel, I feel really good about today. Yay! I have some uh, important things happening. There's some other things happening, and I just feel really good. Yes. I got a little bit of the sniffles, but it's okay. It's okay. I can deal with it. Uh, how are you, Ed? Oh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. <coughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know everybody, so you might see me coughing or hacking the lung. I I don't know if I'm sick, the change of weather. I don't know what's going on, but I'm doing good. Uh, just keeping positive in my focus. Yeah. <sighs> so... Sorry, I'm eating a banana because I have to be somewhere in like a, a, two hours. I'm like, ah, I'm trying to eat yeah. and podcast at the same time. Probably not the best idea, but. Don't worry, because I'm drinking a Canada dry. <laughs> oh, man. So, Ed, what have you been playing? What's been interesting in your consoles these days? Uh, I'm just going to get straight to the point. I <clears throat> only game that I really played was Graceful Explosion Machine. And I, I was losing my touch. I was playing Lost Fair too, but Graceful Explosion Machine. And I tried to play it, and I was just like, I don't got my touch. My magic is not working. So I put it to the side. And I was just like, I'll come back to it later on in the week. Uh, Lost Fair, getting a little bit more to that game. Um, so I'm at a new section, met a new character. Uh, so we gotta try to get to this kingdom. Um. And that's where I ended up at. But those like only the really two games that I've play, been playing. Uh, I haven't cut on my PS4 or my Xbox One. Uh, like I said, i kind of been under the weather, so I've been sleeping a lot. So Nice. Nice. Uh, for me, I've been playing uh, Celeste. I've uh, been playing more of that. That game is brutal, man. That game, man, I don't know how long it is or like how far I am, but... That game is brutal, and it is. It's getting, man. There's some. There's some interesting puzzle, like puzzle rooms where I'm like, you have to hit all your jumps perfect to get through, and it's like, uh-huh. sometimes you're dying. Like, well, me, I'm dying because I suck at games, and then somebody's probably gonna laugh at me, but uh, dying like ten and twelve times in a room, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't get it, and then you get it, and it's like, yay, yay. Uh, Super Meat Boy too. I've been trying to plow through that. I'm trying to. You know, I'm, I'm. I think Super Meat Boy is gonna be that game where, like, if I have like 20 minutes to burn, I'll be playing that instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get through some of these smaller games too because of Bayonetta coming out soon, and I really want to dive into those games. Uh, Me too. Uh, but <clears throat> the big game I've been playing, and we did a mini block on something yet on something yesterday. Uh, that you, sh- it's already up on the on the YouTube page, so you should you should. Tr- Check it out if you haven't already. Yes. Uh, I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K18 lately. I've been itching to play some sports games, and Madden was on sale, and I was like 
this close to like pulling the trigger on Madden on PS4. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I know I'm going to buy it and I'll play it like three times and then move on to something else. But I've been playing NBA 2K on Switch. And that game is really good. It's really, it's really scratching that itch right now. Started a new, new, uh, franchise mode started uh i i did an expansion team rubber city pride Woo! uh yes yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited and i made some sweet sweet trades because like the way it works is uh when you start an expansion team all the teams have like uh untouchables like which are like players that they won't trade uh you Mm. know and, and stuff like that and when you start an expansion team, you have an ex- you have an expansion draft, which puts all the players besides the untouchables for certain teams into a pool, and you draft those players. And most of them are like not very good. <laughs> uh, so, and then uh, I we did the uh, normal like rookie draft, and I still didn't get very <laughs> many good players, but I I got the second pick in the draft. So I drafted a really good rookie. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I paired, I paired, uh, my rookie draft pick and my next, my next two, like draft picks the next year for, uh, Paul George. And I'm like, yeah. So I got, I have one great player and a lot of really crappy players. Oh, Wow. So I'm like, I can't believe they traded for that. But I mean, the pace, like, yeah, for some reason, when I started the league, the, the, the game updates the rosters every week. Right. So when you go to like play now, or, you know, when you're, when you have a friend over and you guys are playing one-on-one or whatever, like the rosters are updated, but when you start a franchise mode, like it didn't have the updated rosters. So he was like, the Pacers were trying to get rid of him because he was still on the Pacers. And for those of you who don't, don't follow basketball, he plays for the Oklahoma city thunder this season, but, uh, he was traded in the off season from the Pacers to the thunder. Uh, now that you're updated, the Pacers were looking to unload him. So I'm like, I'm going to get this great player for like basically nothing. You know, I don't, uh-huh. I don't need draft picks next year. I'll just search in free agency for some players. Cause a lot of players are going to be in free agency in the following season. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I've that's what I've been playing, and I'm I'm playing on all pro, and I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really struggling. Like I'm I'm three and three right now because like I don't I'm not going to be one of those people that was like oh I'm going to go undefeated whatever you know because basketball season is 82, 82 games and I want to try to get better at the games with a crappy team. So when I actually play a good team, I'll be like yeah yeah. So uh, I'm I'm three and three right now. I've I've made some interesting trades like people are willing to give me okay players so like I've got a decent point guard I've got a decent I've got J.R. Smith from the Cavs uh, a great shooting guard but he can't really do anything else all he does is shoot threes which is fine because I have Paul George who's a driver and he can drive and, and dish it out for a three-pointer be like, so that's pretty much how I'm scoring all my points <laughs> nice uh so, but this this brought us to the 
interesting mini block conversation that we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if 2K was to do a football game, that you know they could uh, rival Madden. <laughs> rival Madden with with uh, the WWE license because WWE and Vince McMahon are doing the XFL in 2020. So uh, we had an interesting conversation on how they can make a competing game with Madden, and if like. Not that the game would outsell Madden, but it could take a chunk if the gameplay is good is good and they have an interesting uh system to to play with. So Yes. Uh, plus I think plus I think not <laughs> not being locked to the uh NFL license, they have some freedom to play around with, with some things too. So uh, Yes. I dude, after we had that conversation, I thought about that game all night. <laughs> I literally thought about like, man, what I would give for like a sim football game like madden but yeah. have the freedom of like having my own players and get to customize the teams within the league and, and all that stuff so like i'm like well we really went in depth dude like, yeah like i thought it, our deals and stuff yeah i thought it was going to be like a 15 minute episode and it was almost like 35 minutes <laughs> we talked about <laughs> like how they can monetize if they came in at a low point like a 40 dollar price range how they can yeah. monetize you know, and I know people are like afraid of the word microtransaction right now, but like the the sports genre has a ton of microtransactions in it already. If you look at Madden and FIFA, like FIFA made EA almost a billion dollars by itself last year. So wow, uh, you know, and you you take that formula with Madden and NBA Two K, like you buy virtual currency anyway. And we were talking about how they could implement if you have. Uh, Two, uh, NBA 2K currency, how they could just have a, quote, 2K currency that you could spend across both games or all three games with WWE or, you know, if they ever decide to bring the baseball game back, you know. So, yeah, we were we were talking about all that. So, uh, it was an interesting conversation. And NBA 2K18 on Switch is very good. <laughs> it's... Because, like, I, I was... I was playing with one of my friends on PS4 like a couple weeks ago and like it the PS4 version runs smoother it runs at 60 frames instead of 30 but other mm. than that like it's not really it's not really any different so uh, you know some of the animations are smoother you can tell some of the shortcuts they had to take for the Switch version like uh, halftime show animations and stuff like that but it's like dude the the, the basketball is solid and it's like if you it's 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 if you're looking for a sports game on the go like nba 2k is probably the game you should get (laughs) uh followed by fifa which we talked earlier in the year about how good actually how good fifa is (laughs) so ed we're gonna move into some of these news bits here we have some interesting things that have happened in the last uh, few days since we recorded, and uh, <laughs> last few hours, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, so it's official, Ed. the The Switch has officially outsold the Wii U uh, as of January thirty first, twenty seventeen, by one point three million units. So, wow, that's uh, that's good. I mean, that's amazing. That's it's like I'm I'm happy that Nintendo like you know we appreciate the Wii U we we love the Wii U we've talked about yes. it a long time I, I think like one of our I don't know one of our 
top episodes ever downloaded was, was the top 25 Wii U games list that we did, uh, which I think we should probably, I think we should revisit that at the, uh, I think we should do that and we should do the switch one. We should just do, make that a yearly thing like Yeah. on the anniversary week of the switch's release date. We should just do that. We should. Yes. Do that. So, uh, but it's, it's officially sold, uh, 14.86 million units uh it's a bona fide success uh it's dominating japan sales charts it's dominating worldwide sales charts uh mario has sold 9 million units zelda has sold almost 7 million units uh mario kart is up there as well so really pretty much a lot of their first party like hit a million arms it's good that ours uh surpassed Z- a xenoblade surpassed a million which i was kind of yeah not gonna lie i was kind of worried about xenoblade because it's not like a. I mean jrpgs these days unless it's uh final fantasy or dragon quest or something to that nature are kind of a a niche product these days and yes to see that nintendo has a hit jrpg is uh yeah, I'm happy. I'm really happy. So Dude, even what to switch hit a million. Like <laughs> I know. <coughs> I mean, just think about it. All the first party titles that came out last year for Switch hit a million. I don't even think Xbox and Sony has had that for their uh for their consoles at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it, there's a <laughs> Man, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening for for Switch these days, and I can't yes. wait to see that. I cannot wait for this year. Like, I mean, we've gotten we've gotten a few great games already this year. Like Celeste is like killing it. It's already on my game of the year list, man. I I mean, <laughs> I know it's only <laughs> it's it's just now you know February, but January gave us a game of the year contender again. So, well, technically, it's probably given us two or three, but. You know, it's, in terms it's so of weird. Nintendo. <laughs> it, it's so weird. Celeste has become one game of the year. And Shadow of the Colossus is is kind of getting game of the year uh, for remakes. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. I'm like, maybe I'll play. Maybe I'll get the remake. I wasn't going to, but maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I do leave most of that stuff to Jason and and Moose and Jeff for the PlayStation stuff, but uh, it's all right. Nerds Gone Platinum, yes. you should download it if you're a PlayStation fan. It's a good, it's a good time. Uh, but, yeah, man, Switch Switch selling well. Very happy. Very, very happy. Um, okay, so our next story comes from IGN. Mario Kart Tour announced for mobile within the next fiscal year. Cool. Look, I... Man, <sighs> some of those car racing games on mobile, like you're just like, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's gonna be, right? Like it's just gonna be one of these guys. Yeah. And uh, it'll probably be like, I bet they're gonna go the Mario or this Mario Run model, where like you get a demo, and then you can pay like ten bucks and buy it or whatever. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a good hole for. Uh, the next Mario game that might come out to 3DS or Switch. Um, I, I just guess I got to see how they're going to roll it out. Um, it kind of didn't, I didn't expect it to come out for a mobile, but cool for people who want to play the Mario Kart uh, games. Like, there's just something about 
Mario Kart being such a console and handheld that the world of mobile doesn't fit it for some reason. But yeah, we but I mean, it, it's an it's an easy one though because like everybody loves Mario Kart, and if you can download yes. a free version on your phone, like people are gonna play it. I just we're not we're not exactly mobile <laughs> game experts, so it's like right. You know, if we're gonna play a quote unquote mobile game, we're taking our 3ds with us or something, right? You know, or but Switch cool. now, I guess. But you know, that's I, I I'm not surprised that Mario Kart's coming to mobile. That's an easy one. So, uh, all right. So, speaking of uh, online stuff, Nintendo Switch Online paid service is launching in 2018. It's planned for a September release. Uh, this is from. This is also from IGN. Nintendo Switch's online service will be released in September of this year, Nintendo of America has revealed. In a tweet, Nintendo has simply revealed the service, seemingly titled Nintendo Switch Online, will debut in September, though no specific date or other service details were provided. Uh, originally expected to launch in 2017, Nintendo delayed the online paid service to this year in June. At the time, Nintendo detailed pricing, $19.99 for a year subscription, and that users would have access to a classic classic game selection of nintendo games like super mario brothers 3 and balloon fight the official website for the service still lists uh all these services in addition to the new launch date uh so that's uh i mean we expected that as well i'm glad they got this out in a tweet and not in like taking up time on a nintendo direct for this right uh and i'm sure we will have more details later than the year about I don't think it yeah because I think I messaged you and I said like I think we'll probably get more at E3 like the Treehouse Live uh-huh. I think they'll oh sorry I think they'll mention it at the at the E3 direct and then talk more about it at Treehouse Live yeah and the fact that it's launching in September makes me think something big for online is coming in in November which is like either Smash or pokemon maybe like i i still think something big is coming in the fall to support that because you know by the time this comes out splatoon you know splatoon is the free content stuff is is going to be almost done uh you know arms whatever mario kart you know people will still be buying that but they've been playing online for free so long that like yeah you know they've they've got to have a big game that incentivizes people to buy it, and that for me that's that's Smash. So yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do a test run of it in like a August. beta. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would make sense. I think that would make sense uh, to run some sort of test before they they release it to the world. So right. Uh, I mean, Twenty dollars though. That's a great price yeah um, yeah i mean compared to the 60 that xbox live and playstation are like right it's basically like it's nothing so uh in addition to the yearly service amount the paid online service will cost 3.99 a month and 7.99 for three months so uh yeah yeah if if you do the math uh it's it's uh 48 dollars if you do four uh 20 dollars for the year and then uh about thirty two dollars in total for for twelve months if you do it with all the three years. So your best value is just to get it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And 
yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what like what i want to know what games are going to put out now for this uh service mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting so all right our next uh story comes uh, also comes from ign but it's everywhere also uh the nintendo the super nintendo classic has reached four million units sold uh, yes not a big surprise there as you know the super nintendo classic is uh a lot of people's favorite system this then super nintendo is a lot of people's favorite system and the fact that that the thing that makes me happy is that nintendo has kept up with demand for this thing yeah uh unlike <clears throat> the nes classic although they did say they're bringing it back so yeah and they when they get it in stores it still sell out for the super nes classics yeah so that's good yeah yeah uh, I mean, I love mine, and it, that that's that was one of the coolest days ever. Ed was here, and we went to Toys R Us at the Sun Line and got it. And it was a good time. Yes, good time. So, guys, watch our unboxing and watch our playthrough, our partner play. Yeah, we also have a rough playthrough of Star Fox Two, which was ooh interesting struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have a couple. Uh, pod and plays up for the super nintendo classic i think we were do we did like Mega Man x and uh what contra else three contra three what we did we did a few other things it was cool it was yeah. cool uh we also played through the first level star fox so we could unlock star fox too <laughs> so yes uh that was a good time good time ed are you ready for a super mario movie yes are you ready for it to come from the uh, producer and the company that made Minions and Despicable Me. Huh? <laughs> Nintendo officially partnering with Illumination on the Mario movie. Shigeru Miyamoto and Chris Melan- Melodandry will co-produce the film. Uh, Nintendo has officially announced it's partnering with Illumination Entertainment to develop a movie starring Mario. The film will be co-produced by Nintendo representative director Shigeru Miyamoto and Illumination founder and CEO Chris Melodandry. Universal Pictures and Nintendo are co-financing the project, and Universal Pictures will handle the film's theatrical distribution worldwide. News of this announcement... Following reports this past November that Nintendo was close to signing a deal with the studio behind Despicable Me, Minions, and Sing to produce an animated Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, because they thought that Sony was going to do it. It was a rumor that Sony and Nintendo were talking. Yeah. Um, uh, in 2016, <clears throat> Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima announced the company's plans to re-enter the film business with a focus on animation. A couple years prior, leaked emails revealing Sony Pictures was previously in negotiations with Nintendo to make a film starring the beloved platforming plumber. So, But I think at the uh, Pixels, uh, I think not all of that changed. Yeah, let's... let's, Yeah, so... I haven't seen the movie, so... But, um, yeah, I'm all down for this. I want to watch a Mario movie. Please, Miyamoto and Nintendo and Illumination, I need that Pikmin short. Because the short that they did, like, on Wii or 3DS, that Pikmin one was really good. I wonder if, that, they'll, pu- I wonder if they'll pull a Pixar-style thing and make a short film before the the real film. Yeah. Like, uh, in, like Pikmin was a good idea. Or, like... 
whenever that movie comes out, whatever the big, like whatever game Nintendo is pushing that year, but isn't like one of their top sellers, like, uh-huh. you know, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, like a Yoshi, like a yarn Yoshi game, like, you know, like if, Ooh, if they yes. did like a Yoshi's, uh, Wooly World, I almost said Yoshi's Epic Yarn, uh, Yoshi's Wooly World style film or something like that. Or even, or even Kirby, like some of their cute characters always makes those shorts good. Um, and even, like I said, that Star Fox animated one, I could see that happening. Even though that's Madhouse, which they did a phenomenal job on a series of that. Uh, I could see a cute short being done. I just want to see it be Pikmin because the Pikmin one was so good. And I was just like, this needs more exposure. And it would be good for them to make a second Pikmin. Even with Pikmin 4. Maybe by the time the movie comes out, Pikmin 4 is getting ready to release. And that game uh, could get some marketing with a short. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to a Mario movie. I hope it's not the disaster that was the original Mario film. Although, like... Mm-hmm. When I was young, I I liked that movie just because it was Mario, and I was like, what, <coughs> nine, eight or nine when it came out. So, uh, which I still haven't seen that movie. I'm oh sorry, everybody. Gosh. You need to watch it. It's so amazingly bad. Uh, also, also stick on the wizard. Uh, mm. when it comes to Nintendo uh, products and movies and stuff, I think let's see. Resident Evil, I see all. I seen all the Resident Evil movies. Uh, I seen Double Dragon, uh, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Uh, I haven't seen Alone in the Dark. I seen House of the Dead. Uh, I seen Silent Hill at the movie theater. Uh, Final Fantasy: Spirits Within. Uh, Final Fantasy: Advent Children. I watched. <clears throat> uh, Goodness, what other video game movies were in there? Postal, I did not watch. The Uwe Bolt, well, uh, that one Uwe Bolt one with Jason Statham, that one I watched. Uh, but yeah. Tomb Raider comes out soon. <laughs> yes! See, both of those, too. I like the Tomb Raider movies. They were good. Yeah, they're not, they're not terrible. They're just dumb Indiana Jones movies. Like, you yeah. Know, you know. Plus, it was like Lara at a different time, and it was very uh, clear they were appealing to the twelve to fourteen-year-old market. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Um, so yes, but I I think the new one, like I was a little bit I'm st- not that like I'm expecting like an Oscar-nominated movie from it or anything, but that second trailer really kind of made that movie look better than that first one. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm, I want to see it. I, I, I like those games and I like those movies and I think Alicia Vikander is a great actress. So uh, I have a feeling that I was just going to, I'm going to watch the movie, come home and be like, I'm about to start Tomb Raider and then go into rise. Yeah. Like I really want to, I really want to get back. I, man, I want to play those games again so bad. I just haven't had the time. Well, I mean, as I'm sitting last night playing three games of NBA 2K, I probably could have played yes. the Rise of the Tomb Raider, but yes, uh, you know, there's, it's not. We're, there's other games piquing my interest right now. I should say, as as we still, we we just wait Square Enix just for that Tomb Raider announcement for a certain assist. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Wait, waiting for my Rise of the Tomb Raider port to switch. Waiting for my mm-hmm. Shadow of the Tomb Raider port for switch. Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, okay, Ed. We're going to talk a little bit about Sonic the Hedgehog. Why? <laughs> uh, Sega is getting ready to show us what's next for Sonic the Hedgehog. Quote, Sonic is back and ready to take 2018 by storm. Uh, Sonic has Sonic had a mixed 2017. Sonic Mania was uh, obviously the better game than Sonic Forces. The article says amazing, but I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Sonic Forces was met with less than enthusiastic reviews. The character remains a cash cow for Sega, however, and we're going to hear very soon what is planned for Sonic in 2018. The South by Southwest panel... Uh, will deliver a world-exclusive first look at what comes next from the Blue Blur and will take place on the 13th of March. Uh, quote, Sonic is back and ready to take 2018 by storm. Join the official, official team from Sega who are building Sonic's future as they are giving you an update on last year's strong performance of Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces, as well as a world-exclusive first look at what's come next to the for the fastest Blue Hedgehog. Uh, speakers include Sonic Team Head... Takashi Izuka, Sonic PD, uh, PD director Austin Keyes, Sonic Mania animator, animation director Tyson Heese, and Sonic social media manager Aaron Weber. He should win an award. Uh, <laughs> you won't want to miss this. Uh, dude, Aaron Weber should win an award for running that social media <laughs> account because uh, it's the only thing that's kept Sonic relevant for this long. Pretty much. Uh, it's worth noting that Sonic is a star of page and screen as well as being a video game icon. So this announcement could relate to something other than a video game, uh, or it could be several announcements. So, well, <clears throat> I know we mentioned, you know, Mario versus Sonic at the winter Olympics, mm-hmm. cause that's supposed to be, uh, the winter Olympics is supposed to be happening soon. Um, uh, maybe we'll probably get Sonic, uh, Sonic, Sonic Chronicles too. Um, maybe Bioware is not doing it, but another developer might be doing it. Yeah, it might be another uh, a 3DS game, or it might be a Switch game, or it might come to our consoles. Uh, we, I probably going to assume that it's going to be another 3D platformer for it. Uh, but we shall see. I don't know. If this is going to be considered as like Sonic the Hedgehog Five, uh, and if it's going to be episodic like Four was, but. We shall see what they say. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, our next news story, Nintendo's uh, Genyo Takeda honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Scientists. Er, sciences. Uh, he's being honored uh, with this award for instrumental development in products like the Nintendo 64 GameCube and Wii, as well as uh, creating the great fran- franchises like Punch Out and Star Tropics. So, uh, um, he is well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's not like a he's he's not like an Anuma or a Miyamoto or a, a Wada, but he's like he's been instrumental in a lot of Nintendo uh, iconic products. Nintendo products and. Uh, you know he he probably should be. You know I uh, we we've heard the name before because we're huge Nintendo fans, but some people may not. You know, know who he is just because 
they don't hear names like that every day. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, he's been a special uh, corporate advisor to Nintendo uh, following his retirement last year. Uh, so that's that's cool that he's still like part of the company, even though he's not part of the company. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad to see that he's being uh, honored in this way. Uh, Satoru Iwata won this award uh, a few years ago um, before his before he passed away, and uh, yeah, exciting, good, good job, yay! <laughs> All right, let's move on to some other interesting things. Uh, Rhyme developer has been working tirelessly on a new patch to fix the buggy switch port. Uh, they they've been working on this port for or this patch for a while, uh, and they have a couple quotes here. I'm just going to read them real quick, and then we'll talk about it because Rhyme is a game that I feel like deserves better than the switch port got. Uh, yes. When looking at the handheld mode. We had to make a choice between lowering the resolution, removing or replacing major parts of level geometry, or having a bigger hit in performance. We decided to go for the former because it allows to maintain the integrity of the gameplay experience. All the important details are still very visible, and we've had no issues playing the game in handheld mode ourselves. Uh, but our team has been working tirelessly to develop a patch that would address some issues that could be resolved through an update. We have QA'd the patch and submitted it for approval to Nintendo and are waiting to hear back. The patch is larger than normally permitted, so we may be, get denied on that basis. If the patch gets approved, we'll announce what the changes are at that time. Uh, yeah, Nintendo has a strict limit on patch sizes, uh, in case anybody didn't know. It's... Uh, your patches need to be smaller than uh i can't find the number here but you know this patch is uh it's a pretty substantial patch and look i i waited for the switch version of rhyme like i think because i i was like rhyme what that art style and that world like that's yes screams nintendo to me at least so like i waited for that and i played it and there's a couple times ed where i just like i had to turn it off because you know i couldn't play it and uh it's a it i mean if you're if you want to play rhyme it is a and you have a playstation it is part of playstation's free lineup next month yes uh but you know i wanted to support the developer and i waited for the switch version and it is not the game that switch owners deserved out the gate let me tell you and, and from what it sounds like it's like rhyme when it first came out before even before switch that there was problems with it <clears throat> Which, yeah which, which is why I, it was I, delayed the first time because it was supposed to come out day and date with the rest with the other versions. Yeah. And now it's uh it got pushed what almost six months. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I played Ryan. And you guys can read go on NGR radio and read my review for it. And it's it's a game that I feel like really needs to be experienced. And if you if you do own the Switch one, I really hope that this patch gets approved so you guys can experience it. <clears throat> because yeah. uh, it, it really is a great game. And it really is movie. I mean, if you already played it on the other systems and you didn't pick it up for Switch, that's fine. But I hope they...
Ed, you froze. Oh, yeah, I said internet connection, and then it came back on, like, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, you froze, like, right in the middle of what you were saying. <laughs> uh, okay. But, yeah, I, you know, before you froze, like, I, I, I think Rhyme is a... It's a stellar game that I think people should at least check out, and, like... I'm just really sad that the Switch version got the short end of the stick uh, on that, and I, I hope that this patch does it justice, and I hope that you know it. I mean, it's it's almost too late for that game, I think, because a lot of people have moved on. Yes, and you know it's also coming at the wrong time since it's you know free next week on PlayStation, but uh, yeah. like about a year after. Yeah, like half a half a year. Yeah, so, uh, but. You know, we'll see. I'll I'll keep you guys posted. Once that patch is released, I'll let I'll let you get I'll let everybody know how the Switch version of Rhyme feels. And after this p- patch is uh, you know, laid out and given to us, so yeah. <sighs> All right, and it's time for a power block reminder. The time to purchase Wii Shop points is running out. <gasps> uh, you won't be able to, as you know, we knew last year. Uh, the Switch or the Wii. <laughs> the Wii Shop, man, I almost said the Switch eShop. The Wii Shop uh, will be shutting down on January 31st, 2019. Uh, so if you still have your Wii hooked up and you want to purchase those virtual console games, uh, your last uh, cutoff, your cutoff date for digital currency purchases is 1 p.m. Pacific time on March 26th. So you have about six weeks left to purchase your, or about eight weeks left to purchase yeah. your. Uh, we shop uh, cards, which okay, I've purchased every game on the eShop <laughs> by now. So like, I mean, whatever. But it's this is this is your warning. Like, I I still have my eShop stuff connected to my Wii. Well, it's on my Wii U now, but uh, I still like to think of my Wii as a virtual console and a GameCube in the same box. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yes, yeah, so everybody, go go get your sin of punishment. Your Japanese gays that never came to America, your arcade gays, your WiiWare gays. Like, there's a lot on the Wii Shop. Go get them. Yeah, and you know, get a big SD card, put them on, and enjoy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I loved the virtual console in the eShop. It was so simple. It was so easy to navigate. Like, and the music was good. Yeah, the music was great. And like, I hope when. Nintendo finally details what they're doing for virtual console. It's this easy to navigate, unlike the mm-hmm. Wii, the Wii U eShop. Uh, yeah, like I, it was. It, I mean, I know they had a separate menu for virtual console, but it was never like alphabetized. It was never done by. It wasn't done by console until like late, late in the life cycle of the Wii U. Uh, you know, it was just. It was kind of a struggle to find the eShop games to the point where I was like. I'll just boot up Wii mode and play with my classic controller. So, uh, but man, what fond memories of the Wii Virtual Console! Oh my gosh, yes. I remember downloading all those NES and Super Nintendo games. At, like right when it launched, I was like, ah, yeah. I, I had to make sure that I get, got like the whole Mario collection because my mom she likes to play the Mario collection, and then they bust out with the uh, Super Mario All Stars on Wii. I'm like, oh dang. Yeah. And then that became hard to find. I know, and I have two copies of it. One sealed, one open. So proud of myself. 
Uh, I wish, I wish on that compile on that collection they had it was the Mario All Stars Plus World disc. It's yeah. just, it's just one, two, three, and lost levels. Yes. Ah, uh, man, it's all right. I still have the the Super Nintendo cart of with uh, All Stars Plus World. It's the best cart yeah. ever made. Yes, best I beat the lost. Uh, the lost levels. That was such a fun challenge. I beat Air all of that in one city. Man, you're you're insane. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that hard. Lost levels. Yeah. No, oh, don't lost eat that levels. purple mushroom at the beginning. <clears throat> don't do it. Don't do it. I already knew not to do that. <laughs> uh, but man, I still think that those are like the best versions of those games. I think they look amazing in 16-bit. I love Mario 2. I love the way Mario 2 looks on the All-Star collection. Yes. Oh, Mario 2. Can we please get, like, Mario 2 in some form on Switch, please? Just, uh, I was playing it on 3DS, like, two days ago. Still real good. Sometimes while my Switch is charging, I play my 3DS. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a good time. Ed, Nintendo has more plans for Switch peripheral hardware. Uh, Nintendo Labo might just be the start. Uh, Let's see. We hope you like peripherals because it seems Nintendo has plenty more up its considerable sleeve. Uh, Check out this interesting line from Takashi Mochizuki, Wall Street Journal report on Nintendo's latest good fortunes. People familiar with the development plans said new peripheral hardware devices for Switch are planned without elaborating. Uh, Nintendo has been no stranger to the in the past for going a bit overboard with peripheral extras and the hottest selling products. Uh, you know, they just did the Labo stuff. They've done stuff in the past for Wii. Uh, Nintendo Labo, bec- if Nintendo Labo becomes a hit, uh, will it also become the trigger of a potential downpour of extra plastic? or keeping up with the Times extra cardboard uh, peripherals coming our way, time will tell. For me, this tells me that they're going to release a Switch-specific GameCube adapter for A, Virtual Console, B, Smash, C, other controllers. Ooh. (laughs) What about the one that you put your thumb in to relax? Oh, the, that never came out. The vitality center. The vitality center. Uh, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I hope. I hope they make like a, like an arm, like a extra, like we like a we fit thing for Switch. Uh-huh. But it likes those those Joy Cons like strap onto your wrists, <laughs> and like when you yes. go for a run, it has like one of those iPod arm holders for your Switch, and you have to hold the Joy Cons while you run, and like. It'll measure stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Man, what a what a some interesting things you could do with this. Uh, and as much as people were were complain and make fun of it, people will buy it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think like people. I think everybody's proved that you know once Nintendo captures the uh, casual audience, they can sell pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. So. For this if it works for Nintendo, we could follow up with our own version. Yeah. So, uh, and it was announced this week that remember a couple weeks ago we talked about Mercenary Saga Chronicles, that trilogy of games of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics like games. 
uh, coming to Switch. They've announced a release date, February 8th. Yes! I'm very excited for this this uh, group of games. I'm not going to lie. I like tactics RPGs. I yes. haven't played one in a while. I'm itching to play some. And there's three games in this bundle, so... The bad thing about it, everybody, is that we did a mini block, uh, or we did an episode of games coming up this year. And while me and we did record it, we were just like, yeah, it's all these good games. Next thing you know, like day after day, I'm telling Corey, add it to the list, add it to the list. Yeah. You go a new game with a date, <laughs> add it to the list. Like what we had, I think just like exploded like three times. <clears throat> so February is packed with good games. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of new games, there's been a ton of new games announced. I'm just going to run through this list, this quick list. Uh, co-op action game uh, Claws of Fury is coming to Switch. Uh, the Town of Light Deluxe Edition is coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's a yes. horror game. Uh, Team 17 is bringing Rage, Raging Justice to Switch this year. That game looks like garbage, yeah. and I'm going to buy it. That screenshot looks interesting. Uh <laughs> Twin Robots Ultimate Edition, uh, bringing a uh, mechanical platformer to Switch. Uh, and then uh, there is one other one I need to scroll down here and find. But there's a there's a there's a lot of a lot of game, a lot of games coming uh, from Switch to the Switch. So, uh, oh, the other the other news thing I wanted to say, uh, Capcom sees a 36.9 operating income surge. Uh, and they're attributing that to Ultra Street Fighter 2 on the Switch uh, and Resident Evil Revelations collection. So there's a there's a huge uh, huge uh, wanting for Capcom games, and they're also contributing it to the Japan only Monster Hunter Double Cross on Switch performing well. Uh, so all these games were quote smash hits for the system, and Capcom is looking to see what else they can move to nintendo's popular handheld yeah so i mean we talked about that right like capcom games seem to fit on switch you know or fit on nintendo platforms like it's it's just like yeah they need to be there (laughs) (laughs) yeah um like right away yeah it's look man can't get enough switch can't get enough games on switch i would like to see a lot of capcom games move to switch Honestly, you know, I know we're getting the Mega Man stuff this year. There's rumors that the Resident Evil 2 remake will be coming to Switch as well as the other platforms. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, somebody on a couple podcasts said they wouldn't be surprised if all the Resident Evil HD ports made it over to Switch within the next six months. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. a lot of Capcom, a lot of Capcom. Uh yeah yes hey ed yes i know we're just kind of throwing a bunch of news stories together at this point but uh would you like to see master chief and marcus phoenix on nintendo switch uh yes would you like to see banjo kazooie on nintendo switch of course yes well ed you're in luck are you ready for this Uh uh-oh are you ready for this 
Go ahead. A host of Microsoft exclusive characters are appearing, or in one case, returning to Nintendo consoles. Huh? For the first, for the first Minecraft update. <laughs> oh wow! Microsoft is bringing their most beloved characters to Minecraft on Nintendo Switch and Wii U uh, for the first time, including Gears of War skins, Banjo Kazooie, Halo, and Perfect Dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I give it up to Microsoft doing that. That's pretty good. All this, the skin pack is available for purchase on all Crossport all cross-platform versions uh, as of today uh, and it will be available uh, on Xbox and the Nintendo versions so you may get these sorry Sony it's uh, it's interesting Uh, this uh, Game Informer says this is interesting because I cannot imagine this mascot exchange works in reverse with Mario packs being available on Xbox One who knows though maybe they'll be a part of a cross-platform deal Uh, yeah maybe if you're an Xbox One owner you may get Mario skins at some point Uh, that'd be interesting I would be I would not be surprised if that happened to be honest with you and and Nintendo and Microsoft do work well together Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it seems like they have a very smart working relationship. I mean, they have yes. for a while since, I mean, since the rare acquisition for Microsoft, like, you know, Microsoft published Banjo-Kazooie, the Game Boy Advance version of Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, they published, I think they published one other game for GameCube. Uh, so. It's feel, it's funny. I think uh, Phil Spencer said that Nintendo sent him uh, a 3DS, like for his birthday. Yeah, or something like like a good set. So I was just like, "That's cool." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and and you know they they play each other's games. You know, there's there's been a, been records saying that Phil Spencer loves his Switch. Like they were on Major Nelson's podcast talking about how great the Switch is and how they can't stop playing Zelda and <laughs> Mario and uh, you know, and it was kind of nice to hear them talk about something other than PUBG for the last like three weeks, <laughs> to be honest with you, because since PUBG came out on Xbox, that's all <laughs> Major Nelson's been talking about. And it's like, OK, we get it. PUBG's uh, Xbox exclusive. That's good. So stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it anymore. I want to hear about Sea of Thieves and Crackdown. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Ooh. man, my throat. It's like all all gone all of a sudden oh no uh but yeah man this is a uh, yeah yes oh man i would love to see like i you know there's been that rumor and i'm sure we'll talk about on arsenal x next week but <clears throat> the rumor of microsoft acquisitions them talking to big publishers of acquiring them you know mm-hmm and i would like if they did that like i think microsoft is going to start making the smart move of like you can get their games on game pass and obviously their heavy hitters aren't going to be multi-platform but if you put like like if you put the next perfect dark game out on on a nintendo system published by microsoft like i think the more and more i think about this game pass thing for microsoft the more and more I think their smaller IP are going to start going multi-platform. 
Ooh, that'd be interesting to, to see. To monetize, you know, just to, just simply to monetize them. You know, uh-huh. Perfect Dark is a good example. Banjo-Kazooie, Battletoads, Conquer. Like, I could see all those IP, like, being made by Microsoft and being put on Game Pass, but also making a publishing deal with Nintendo and say, hey, maybe we could put our smaller IP on your platform to try to, like, you know, monetize. And, you know, we'll obviously publish the game on your platform but you know and you'll get your 30 percent or whatever and yeah uh, it'll be a way for us to kind of do a cross play type thing you know like if there's perfect dark multiplayer there can be uh xbox live on your on your switch similar to how you sign into minecraft Um, yeah you know like and and this is kind of like what i want to dive into for like a topic for a couple minutes before we get out of here like what if what if Microsoft, especially with this Game Pass thing, what if they are planning to move some of their smaller IP off the Xbox platform? Would would Nintendo be a good fit for these games? Yes. Um. So especially <clears throat> like you know, I think Perfect Dark, people would kill for a Perfect Dark on Switch. Oh yeah, and that would be an easy way to to still keep that IP relevant while not competing with your major first-person shooter franchise. In- right, because Microsoft can make a separate game and put it on Switch and still be able to have that AAA production Perfect Dark for Xbox One from them. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> like, people people will go crazy. I know some people will make remarks and stuff, but I'm just like, guess what? Microsoft is making double money mm-hmm. by selling two games Nobody will get confused. They'll showcase what the Switch version is, and they'll showcase what the Xbox One version is. And and they could like, if you take a simplified approach to Perfect Dark, like Sea of Thieves is doing, like yeah, not that that game isn't like, that game is is beautiful, right? But it has a simplistic art style. The 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 art direction they are moving in is simplistic. They want it to run on devices that aren't powerful. Like they're taking that approach to that game. And right. if you do the same thing to, you know, the next Perfect Dark or the next Banjo-Kazooie, like, you take that and you put it on, like, a Switch and add multiplayer, cross-platform multiplayer, like, that would that would totally boost those franchises. And I'm not saying, like, Halo 6 needs to be on Switch. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, again, talking about Microsoft's smaller franchises that maybe wouldn't be considered quote-unquote system sellers uh you know and and i think it'd be interesting if they moved away and made may it this would even more prove my theory of like you know xbox live and xbox is a platform and not necessarily a box anymore think of blinks the tie sweeper Using, I don't want to think about Blinks the Time Sweeper. But, but <laughs> I mean, but think of Blinks the Time Sweeper being used for Nintendo Labo, or like like with you with the uh, robot thing. Yeah. Like Microsoft could do something like that, or or they could do like a Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts themed Labo. Yeah, I mean, I know not a lot of people like like considered nuts and bolts a quote Banjo Kazooie game, but like just the way that that game works and constructing your own 
things and, and being able to pilot them and build your own vehicles and stuff like that would fit right in with Nintendo Labo's plan. And you yes. could tie an IP that people like to the Labo outside of like a Nintendo IP. So, you know, yeah. and, and maybe they port nuts and bolts to switch at some point, you know, I don't know. It, it just, I, <coughs> like what's holding, what's holding Microsoft back from doing that? You, yes. You, want good competition for games but sometimes working with your competitive person is more money in your pocket uh-huh yeah and like look minecraft is never going to be an xbox exclusive and i and that's the point i'm trying to make too is like if if this wasn't like happening that this minecraft on every platform and i know they bought minecraft after it was out but like you know, not keeping it Microsoft exclusive, having the cross-play with the Nintendo versions uh, and the mobile versions and stuff. Like, Microsoft has already expressed interest on moving their IP off of the Xbox and, and making it multi-platform. Like, they've already said that, like, all the updates for Minecraft will continue to roll out across all platforms. They're interested in moving it off the box. The PC initiative where it's... Uh, play anywhere uh they could like i think i I, th- I think they view nintendo as another device that they can put the xbox brand on without yeah. affecting uh their their uh their base yeah you know because like nintendo isn't really a direct competitor to xbox right play- playstation is the direct competitor to xbox Right, and it's like Switch is the complementary to Xbox, and so if that can happen within the like within the household, uh, that people are playing Minecraft on Xbox, but your son is upstairs playing Minecraft on the Switch, y'all cross placing within the house, like why not? That's that's more money, not only for Microsoft, but that's a good business deal for Nintendo. Right. Yeah, and they could do they could do they could do so many things like they could bring Killer Instinct over, <clears throat> right? Super Lucky's Tales I think would be a smart idea to move it to Switch because of like if you're trying to aim the platform at uh, children, like you know, there's there's so many IP Xbox have that like are nostalgic to people who grew up playing Nintendo, uh-huh. but aren't necessarily they're just kind of dormant on on xbox and like yeah it costs more to to develop for multiple platforms but at the same time it's gonna you're gonna make your money back and it's already proven that like people are willing to buy games on switch right even if they're older or you know downgraded ports like you look at doom doom is the perfect example of a game people bought on switch that are like this this game on pc is 4k you can run it at an uncapped frame rate. It's super smooth and, and beautiful looking. And then you put it on Switch, and it's like 30 frames a second, 720p, but people like it because, oh, now I got Doom on the go. Now I can play Doom on Switch. Like Nintendo, The Switch has that appeal of taking people's favorite IP. And like you look at L.A. Noir, Like L.A. Noir had any business coming out again. Because yes. like, no offense to that game, but... I don't know anybody who's like, oh man, I wish we were getting an L.A. Noir sequel or a remake or whatever. And like, it sold better on Switch than all the other platforms. Exactly. So, and so I think Microsoft is. I I I don't think Phil Spencer and I don't think Microsoft is is stupid, right? I think the gaming division of of Microsoft 
is looking at all possible opportunities. And like you, you're looking at like Microsoft wants to acquire a publisher, right? They, I mean, that's, that's been out in the open. The rumor is they've talked, they've talked to EA valve, uh, PUBG Corp. Like they've talked to all these companies. Now I don't see any of that ever happening because companies are always talking to other companies about exclusive deals and acquisition and stuff like that. But my point is if they're willing to like, for example, if they acquire EA, they would probably save Bioware. (laughs) No, but like if they, if they acquire someone like EA, they wouldn't be able to keep all of EA's IP. They would, I mean, like keep them exclusive. They would right. have to make Madden, FIFA, uh, NBA Live, like especially the sports franchises. Like maybe they could get away with making Anthem exclusive for Xbox. Let's say hypothetically, yeah. Uh, Titanfall maybe, but I don't know if they'd want to do that because they've got Halo and like that would kind of be a conflict of interest in IP. But like, if they acquired EA, like that would be an example of them funding and publishing these games on other platforms so like why can't they do that internally with perfect dark with banjo with conquer with battletoads with killer instinct super lucky's tales uh you know they've got so many ip lineup that are just dormant that are perfect for you know a younger audience which is what nintendo typically tries to go for yeah i mean like Microsoft acquired EA, I think a lot of people will be happy because <laughs> Microsoft don't do the shenanigans that EA has pulled. So I think people will be rest assured to now buy more into Microsoft products. Well, we should clarify uh, new Microsoft. New new, like, Microsoft. new Microsoft. Old Microsoft, <laughs> beginning of the generation, Microsoft might have. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> them touching the valve would be this disastrous because of the PC market will be upset. yeah I just and that's that's the whole conversation for Arsenal X we'll have that one later but if 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 Microsoft could get a lot of their games on other platforms but really get them more on Switch it would be it would guarantee that Microsoft will be kind of in the lead of gaming in mm-hmm. the industry. You know, because now it has its footing in everybody's system. Mm-hmm. And regardless of you want to compete with them or not, you got to give it up. Microsoft, you want that Madden on PS4? You know, you're going to give that money to Microsoft also, even though you might not like Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the backwards way of like every xbox every xbox sold they give sony money because of the blu-ray player like it's kind (laughs) of like the opposite of that where like you know if you were to buy like if microsoft bought ea like if you would have to pay microsoft some money to play madden on playstation it's just it's it's similar but like at the same time i i would really like to see it it's just opens up a new hallway yeah a new avenue of like how do we expand the Xbox brand outside of the box itself? And like, they're already doing it on PC. They're doing it in Minecraft. Why, why not? You know, why not ex- expand it to switch, you know, not a direct competitor. I mean, They've got <clears throat> dormant IPs that would probably sell on the system. I mean, and it'd be a win for Nintendo. Money. It'd be a win they're for making, Nintendo because they don't have to fund money them. off. 
they're making money off the software and yeah. that's all that matters yeah nintendo would be getting you know their they would have their kind of mature uh games that in perfect dark like you know that they, they don't have to fund they would have their ip like some fi- fan favorite ip like banjo kazooie and conquer come back and they wouldn't have to fund any of it and they're still making 30 percent off of the games right i i mean i think it'd be interesting to see microsoft go that route to be honest with you right so i don't know it's just something that like last night i was laying in bed thinking about stuff and i was trying to think about what we were going to do for the show today and then i fell asleep thinking about the show but like I was <laughs> I was thinking about like what if what if Microsoft with all this talk of them expanding and moving or trying to acquire talent and stuff like why couldn't they do something like this? Why couldn't they reach out to Nintendo and publish some stuff on Nintendo platforms? Why couldn't they move their multi-platform stuff outside? Another game? Another game that they could publish? Cuphead. Yeah. Why couldn't they publish that on Switch, you know? I, 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 man, I mean, they don't, they they don't own that company, but it'll be cool to allow that game to be on switch. Yeah. I mean, they can make that deal. I mean, they can make that deal with them and help with the port and everything, you know, right? it's it, even something like Ori and the blind forest can move over or state of decay, you know, like maybe not state of decay two, but state of decay one, the, the uh, survival edition that they released for Xbox One, maybe they could move that over. Like, there's some IP that they could shuffle around that aren't necessarily system sellers that they could be like, okay, well, maybe this didn't sell great on Xbox One, but what if we made a deal with Nintendo to publish to try to, you know, is porting it to this system and publishing it worth the money to uh, that would make it up in the back end? And like, you look at it and and you'd say, why are you doing that? You're killing your you're killing yourself in terms of like moving people away from your box. But like, you, I think people... I think people buy the system for Gears and Halo and maybe mm. Call of Duty and you know where their <clears throat> friends are but, at. I mean, th- this is what what happens that okay, it didn't sell well on on Xbox One or PC for that matter. But if the sales success be like this game was a hit on Switch cuz they fixed some things. That's what Microsoft is hoping to see. It don't even have to do it could do okay on their box, but if they see that Switch sold 450,000 copies, that's going to be the only thing that matters to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Because they know that if they could bring their properties to Switch, that's guaranteed sales. Someone's mm-hmm. going to pick it up. Yeah. And they like people don't know this, but Microsoft Studios has published mobile games on Apple devices. Like right. there's there's micro, there's Xbox games with achievements on Apple devices and Android devices. You know, so they're not afraid to to move outside. Like like I've been saying since maybe we started Arsenal X and and, and this show and stuff, like Microsoft wants Xbox to be a platform now. They yes. they don't care where you play it. And that's what I think a lot of people are losing sight of, where they're so used to being like, PlayStation is a box. Nintendo is a box that you play your games on. Xbox was a box, but with the expansion of Xbox Live, moving to play anywhere on Windows PCs, you know, Xbox wants to be a platform. They want to change the way people look at gaming. You look at Game Pass, you look at Xbox Live, you look at, you know, all the services they offer 
outside of the box. They they offer a box because it's easy to plug and play, but you can yes. literally play anywhere. Like they want the Xbox Live to be an ecosystem that you play in no matter what box you play it on. Like I was watching some Sea of Thieves stuff and that game is cross play uh Windows 10 and uh Xbox One. Xbox One. You couldn't tell who was running on what box and that's how that's what Microsoft wants. Right. You know, so uh and you you watch you watch Gears of War stuff, crossplay stuff, like you can't really tell when you're watching it who's on PC and who's on Xbox. You know, maybe that maybe the PC players are have better aim and whatever, but like you know, outside of that, like it runs smoothly and you know, the next Halo is going to be cross play on PC or cross buy on PC and, and Xbox. Then I'm sure that will have some sort of cross play at some mm-hmm. point. So, you know, Microsoft wants to be a service and I think this is a interesting idea for them to expand Xbox live to another platform that isn't a direct competitor. Right, it's a it's a it's a benefit to both platforms. Definitely mm-hmm. to Nintendo, it's a big benefit. Yeah, and Nintendo, Nintendo's obviously open to having Xbox Live on their system because of Minecraft. Yeah. So I mean, you listen. You have to sign into your Xbox Live account to play Minecraft on Switch. You have to, like that's that's just a thing you have to do. And All right, they already said okay. They said okay. I mean, they're already have cross platform cross cross platform play in rocket league i know it's not a microsoft property but you play against xbox players on rocket league and nintendo already told psionics whatever you need to make this work let us know like you know nintendo's really opening the doors to these possibilities as well yeah and with you know their seemingly healthy relationship in terms of of businesses and stuff look at the end of the day they're both businesses and they both are looking to make money uh where they can. And I think yeah. I think that this kind of thing would benefit both companies and say, you know, we'll look into it. We'll be happy to do that. So because while Sony just have console sales, they're gonna be missing out. Yeah. I mean, you if let's say let's say before we get before we get out of here, I got I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> Yeah. Uh but like you know, let's just say <clears throat> Perfect Dark comes out on Xbox, and it sells, it sells okay. Maybe it sells a million units, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they want to, they're like, well, what can we do to expand, you know, sales of this game? They go to Nintendo and say, hey, we want to port our next Perfect Dark game to your console. Uh, what do we need to do? How do we make this work? And they make a deal with Nintendo. And, you know, Nintendo sells a million copies. Quote, let's just say they sell a million copies. That's instantly doubling your player base. Insta- yeah. And, like, you know, I know Perfect Dark's going to be on Game Pass, whatever. But I'm just talking about strictly game sales. Like, with porting that to Switch, which is a rel- which is a lot cheaper than it used to be. Porting is a lot cheaper than it used to be. Is porting that worth the, you know... Three hundred thousand dollars it costs to port, like get the code to port to a game to another system. Is that worth a million copies to you? I think Microsoft thinks that's worth a million copies. Yeah. And judging by the way people are buying games on Switch, 
a perfect dark game would probably sell a lot more than a million copies and everybody's going to everybody's going to be thinking what are what will microsoft do with the joy cons because ideas are because what you're doing with the controller is different than what you're going to be doing with the joy cons and microsoft could expand the whole ideas where that perfect dark for switch feels completely different than uh the microsoft one yeah, like it, I said earlier, it don't have to be the same game. It could be a different art style. It could be a different way of playing. But it will, it, people would be like, that that property is back on Nintendo. So I'm going to uh, me, who loves that Nintendo. Uh, when it first came out, loved that Nintendo version. I'm going to go and support Nintendo. Well, you're also supporting Microsoft because they own the property. Right. So. Yeah. So. Uh, that was, I mean, I, I just think like my, I would like to see this. I know you would like to see this. I know a lot of people are, you know, I think Microsoft is in a similar position of the Wii U was last, last generation where like, I mean, they, they've sold more boxes obviously, and they've got the third party support, but like some people are, are on the fence of Xbox and being like, look, maybe you don't have the IP that drives us to buy your box and you know our friends jump to playstation this gen so we're gonna go play on playstation and all the games we want to play are over there and your box isn't worth halo and gears well microsoft is probably seeing that and that's why game pass is such a great incentive and that's why you know this idea would also be a great incentive to move xbox into a platform style thing instead of a just the box so yes um, but we're this we're gonna get out of here um i've got some stuff i need to take care of in the next like 20 and 30 minutes uh you know but you know we'll be we'll be back next week with some great nintendo power block stuff for you uh ed where can we find you you guys can find me on twitter at that retro code and check out optional opinion on soundcloud itunes google play and other podcast apps yeah you can find me at Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on a plethora of other shows. Download our family of shows, Nerds Gone Platinum, Arsenal X, World 1-1, NGR Radio, and, of course, Nintendo Power Block. Follow us on the social media places down low. Come subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our road to 500 is beginning now. So yes. co- even if you're an audio listener, come subscribe to YouTube.com slash NGR Radio. We would really appreciate your support there. Uh but yeah anyways thank you guys so much for watching i know this was a compiled mess of an episode but it's okay (laughs) that's why you guys love us and until next week we love you bye everybody Woohoo!